Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program. If you're new to Queer Stories, welcome. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Head out to your local bookseller to buy the Queer Stories book and enjoy listening to this incredible archive of stories by LGBTQI plus Australians. Charles O'Grady is a theatre maker, poet and journalist. He has worked on productions with companies like Griffin, Malthouse, Belvoir and STC, so you know just the small ones. (laughs) When he's not doing all of the theatre, Charles enjoys horror films, neckwear and dancing it out. So in season one of network sitcom classic Will and Grace, uh, an episode called Will Works Out, uh, Will invites Jack to his gym on a buddy pass, uh, but quickly becomes embarrassed at his friend's flamboyant behaviour. And yes, I'm about to talk about Will and Grace for the next ten minutes, so strap in! Uh, for those of you have nev- who have never seen an episode of Will and Grace, uh, Jack is the precursor to characters like Kurt Hummel from Glee, uh, and Will is the precursor to every straight-acting, discreet guy on Grinder whose display picture is him in a suit. Uh, so Will has invited Jack to his gym, uh, but Will starts to try and distance himself from Jack because he is so obviously gay, and Will isn't out to a lot of the people that he works with. At around end of Act 1 of the episode, he remarks that sometimes Jack is just such a fag. At the end of August last year, I broke my ankle quite thoroughly. It doesn't matter how, but essentially I was walking through my house, stone cold sober, at 9pm on a Monday night, and I just missed the 10 centimetre step between the kitchen and my bedroom, and so I fell, as one does, but apparently I didn't do that very well, because four hours later I was pathetically crawling, half naked and silently weeping, to the bathroom. At the hospital the next day with my best friend, Kurt, every medical professional I spoke to assumed that it was uh, just sprained, though not before they asked me 14 times a piece how many drugs I was on when I fell, because uh, welcome to being queer in a hospital. They assumed it was sprained, that is, until they took me in for an x-ray, and the doctor came back to me very quickly after that. So, you've got quite the fracture there, he said. Oh, yeah? I said. I glanced over at Kurt, who had been silently convinced the entire time that I was exaggerating. Yeah, you've broken it in two places, he said. All right, I said. You've broken it all the way through, he said. I must say, you're very stoic. I am. (laughs) Yeah, he said. We just assumed it was sprained because you didn't seem to be in that much pain. So when Will calls Jack a fag, as the unbreakable rules of network sitcom would have it, Jack is just out of frame and hears the whole exchange. Understandably, he's hurt, or so the sad jazz interlude would indicate. But the next time we see him on screen, he enters the gym in a singlet and baseball cap, drawling about the Knicks game last night and spitting on the floor. He reappears in a perfect mask drag. It's a precise send-up of your average straight white male, unfeeling, unaffected, and unmoved. It takes Will and me by complete surprise. Now, the reason I bring up the story about breaking my ankle is because after that, during the month or so, I was almost exclusively confined to the house and more specifically my bed, which meant I had to hop over that traitorous little step every single time I needed food or the bathroom. Um, While I was trapped in the house, I got really, really into the original series of Will and Grace. 
this was in part at the insistence of my aforementioned best friend, Kurt, uh, who'd been into the show for years, and in part because when I'm sick, I inevitably pick up a new obsession. Uh, when I got swine flu in year nine, it was Neighbours. When I got bronchitis my first year of uni, it was One Direction. And when I got depression, it was theatre, which seems to have stuck. <laughs> And so I have to say, I was surprised to be as into Will and Grace as I was. I'd seen bits of episodes every now and then as a kid, uh, never really understood the jokes. And as an adult, I have become, some might say, an extremely, extremely trans, extremely queer, extremely prone to writing angry articles for SBS about bad queer representation kind of person. And so I just assumed I'd have things to say about the whole thing. I figured best case scenario, it was going to be enjoyable trash I could turn my brain off for, like how sometimes I turn my brain off and cry over 27 dresses for the 600th time. <laughs> so Jack walks into the gym in the perfect masculinity disguise, and while Will is initially flip about his best friend's transformation, he starts to wonder what's going on. And Jack says, I heard what you said about me. He says, what are you so afraid of? That people will find out you're gay? You haven't told them yet, have you? Will is defensive. He says he's allowed to choose when and where he is out to people and forgive him if he doesn't want to be seen as a flaming queen all the time. And Jack says, I'd rather be a fag than afraid. To give a little context to my relationship with my best friend, Kurt, uh, we're the kind of friends who most of the people we encounter assume that we're dating, including both of our respective housemates. I think that's an extension of the old assumption that two gays who are friends must obviously be dating. Uh, we're both effete trans gay boys, so I think people look at us and they go, these things are the same, so therefore they must make sex. Also might have something to do with the fact that we each refer to each other as my wife. Um, somehow we both became so gay and so trans that it's circled right back around and we're a lesbian couple. Uh, and I guess you can tell that to all of the people who think that trans men are just leveled up butch lesbians. So much to my surprise, I didn't have to turn my brain off while watching Will and Grace. Uh, and in fact, my 17 part analysis is coming to SBS this month. Um, it's not, but if anyone wants to pay me to write that, I will. <laughs> Instead, I thought a lot about masculinity, uh, about how watching an unashamedly feminine queer man was still, at least for me, a revelation. And I thought about how when the doctor told me I was very stoic, I felt proud of myself for not being a Nancy about literally breaking my ankle in half. How, at my core, I was still afraid to be seen as feminine, but it wasn't because I was trans. I used to be very precious about my masculinity. Paranoid, hypervigilant, constantly fixating on the idea that someone might deem my behaviour not manly enough to be a real man. I had a friend in uni, one of the first friends I came out to as trans, who, in an effort to indicate that he accepted my being a man, would respond to anything feminine I did by saying, huh. That's gay. So I carried a longchamp bag and that was gay. I crossed my legs when I sat rather than spreading them to the poles of the earth to preserve my giant balls. And that was gay. Uh, I like to wear bow ties and nice cardigans and I bought clothes specifically to wear as pajamas from Peter Alexander. And all of those things were gay. And so it turned out 
was I? Am I? So Kurt wanted me to end this story with the conclusion that it was through my very faggy best friend that I got my groove back. Um, but I think I maybe also owe that victory to Jack McFarland for reminding me that I didn't have to be stoic and swaggering and that I still had a lot of unlearning to do before I could stop being afraid and just be a fag. But if anyone asks, I broke my ankle in an intense motorcycle accident. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Queer Stories podcast to boost my ego and help spread the word. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night rants and photos of my dog Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on Patreon for as little as $4 a month. Details on MaeveMarsden.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.